0: Pretty big win tonight, 5-2, against the team that's pretty much been the best team in the West for the last two years. What was the team's plan coming in tonight? How did you have them set up? Well,
1: first and foremost, we knew it was going to be a really good soccer game. We said all along that the last five, six games are going to be completely different games. Fresno was going to be a slugfest. Tonight was going to be a soccer match. But a little bit less intensity, you know, and aggression. And then, obviously, we go to Vegas, and that's a completely different game. But tonight, we knew if we just kept things organized and kept things compact, they were going to have possession. They're a good team. If we come out and, and get out of our shape, then they're going to cut us up because they can play through the Lions. If we kept it really organized and really compact, and I think the first half, I don't even think they really had a shot. Other than their goal, I don't think they had a shot. Second half was better. We were still good, and then we gave up one shot. you know. But I think the big thing was is just making sure we compact and organized. We know we can score goals. To see how everybody's contributing from top to bottom. You know, with Mike out and, and, and rest in Darwin. You know, other guys step up. And obviously, Noah's somebody that stepped up and was taking his opportunity. Um, so I mean, it's just a very good soccer match. Felt more like you know a bit of chess. You know, um, felt more like a European game than some of the other USL games. Like last Sunday was just crazy. You know?
0: How do you look to set up the team for the next few weeks as you run into the last bit of playoffs?
1: tell you i mean it's, it's so cliche but i mean we're really just taking it game by game and, and you can see sunday's lineup was completely different than tonight's lineup um we have an amazing squad of players every single one of these guys has contributed this year everybody's been patient and had their opportunities um so i to be honest i'm not quite sure how we're going to shape up against vegas yet um you know we'll take a few days here and, and, and have a look at them see how they look in the last couple games and and, and create a, a system and a style that we're going to, 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 in a game plan that we're going
0: to take to, to Vegas. All right, and then what do you realistically think about about Orange County's playoff folks? Um,
1: I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, we're, we're in a good position now, and, and but I tell you, the regular season is a completely different beast than the playoffs. I mean, the regular season is, a, is just a grind. I mean, it's nine months, and, and, and right now we're just focused on finishing as high up as we can possibly finish, and, and then when the playoffs come, completely different beast like i said i mean it's 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 a one-off game Um, anything can happen i think the last few years you see what we did two years ago we're eight that just barely squeaked in and we we go to sacramento and we beat them in the first game so right now our focus is just the regular season really not focused on what's going to happen in the playoffs until that comes Um, but we're just going to take it game by game all right thank you so much
2: all right ladies and gentlemen so that was orange county soccer club head coach Right, including after the Real Monarchs match that saw Orange County clinch a playoff spot with a few games left in the season. And uh, I know you heard on there he was talking a little bit about the other match that we recently happened uh, heading into that match, the Las Vegas match. But uh, definitely some good vibes out there. You could hear some of the uh, the good uh, um, excitement going on probably back in that locker room on there. And uh, we've got Dylan back from Las Vegas to come talk a little bit. About both the Real Monarchs match and Las Vegas. This is the Orange and Black Soccer cast.
1: As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium, and first time into the box, it's a great ball and a bolts in. Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Shadow, shadow. will have go off
0: the
2: deflection, and it finds its way in. Shooting from the corner and it in pointing out. And there will be no second opportunity. And pass Hasimodo, Sackford, Noonan scoring! Escalante's
1: on in, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I bike, and a bike over the top, and down, it's in! Orange
0: County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola-Abalaji!
2: Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast, and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club. It's fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samore, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And like I mentioned, uh, they're in the uh, pre-episode role there. We've got Dylan, who's back from Las Vegas. I think he got back into Southern California, Orange County today. Uh, Welcome back into California, Dylan.
0: Thank you. I think I've been back for about four hours now, and uh, it's substantially nicer here.
2: So what was... uh, What was the weather? I I, I wasn't paying attention to weather out in uh, Nevada here over the last 24 to 48 hours. What was the weather out there for you guys?
0: That was rough. I think it was about 95 during the day. Cooled down to about 90. A kickoff. Halftime was still 83, so
2: nice and sweaty for us. So that's probably what was causing this big old pink haze over Cashman Field uh, the other night there. Uh, I I know you were at the stadium, so you might not have noticed it as much as the people watching on TV. Uh, It was pretty crazy especially you know early on in the match and i think you know every time a goal was scored it was making things crazy too so um did you guys did you get to sort of uh, breathe in some of that pink smoke
0: yeah it was actually really annoying because there was just no breeze or no wind or anything to to move it so it was just sitting there and that that's obvious from the the stream um and then after a point just sitting there and breathing that stuff in and trying to look through it it just starts to sting a little bit
2: Um, dude you're gonna you're gonna have to uh, probably go to a doctor at the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, probably uh, should. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have lungs that are like multicolored, almost like the Las Vegas lights uh, color scheme. There, you know, you're gonna have some orange. You're gonna have some pink. Uh, maybe some somehow, someway, we'll get some blue in there. I don't know if the Fresno had smoke when you were out there, um, but uh, I think they did. But <laughs> welcome back to California. And it was a it was the I, I would assume the trip was worth it for you. And I, I don't know how many uh, of the fellow. Um, uh, What is it? uh, County Line coalition members made their trip out there.
0: Yeah, one one other uh, guy made it out. We uh, rented a car and headed out there um, Wednesday morning. Got there a couple hours before the game, and then headed over to the field, uh, and then headed back this morning. So uh, there were a couple people beyond the beyond the front office. They they got a little vacation there and got to go and enjoy the game uh, as
2: fans. I mean. Of of all the USL uh, cities to go to, maybe as a sort of make sure you go to that match, probably Vegas is going to be one of those ones at the top of the list because although it was a, a midweek game, it's still, it's, it's Vegas. I mean, um, I think any night of the week, Vegas has something going on. Um, did you ever find yourself a charger?
0: I did. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I posted on Twitter about it. And I believe his technical title is Fan Development Executive matt fonseca big shout out to matt here uh he got me uh some info on where to find a charger and i, was I found say, a charger
2: so where were, where were you in vegas were you nowhere near like a cbs or a walgreens or um any other i don't know if vegas has weird stores like that i, I don't know
0: Turns out I was about a block away from a Walgreens. <laughs> so you no could have literally just
2: <laughs> you could literally just walked there if you had or found it if you had a battery in your phone, maybe, and you would be able to look it up.
0: Yeah, I was at like three percent, and <laughs> I was far too afraid to go on Google Maps. <laughs> so,
2: well. Uh, we're just rambling on about random Vegas stuff, and it's not even the second part of the of the episode here. Uh, we want to first, before we get into more about Vegas, we, we had another match that has happened since the last time we spoke with you. Uh, the last time we spoke you, with you, we actually did our live uh, in-person recording at Knollwood's uh, prior to the Real Monarchs match, which ended up being a big night for the club. Not just for our podcast, I mean the first ever live broadcast. We had some of you out there listening to us. Uh, big props out to anyone that came out there uh and help support not just the the soccer club but the podcast as well uh, we appreciate it i know uh, at least myself and i'm sure dylan appreciated it as well uh Absolutely. and then and then all of us headed out to this to the to the great stadium that we have out there to watch a pretty fun match uh, especially at the end of it when you uh when you get to the end score and, and i think it actually just became fun at halftime because i that was when the announcer at the stadium uh sort of let everyone know that uh, Orange County had qualified for the playoffs uh, Dylan and I sort of missed out initially on that I think because we were getting ready to do a little live uh, update from the stadium at halftime uh, and uh, but pretty soon into that I think we realized that right Dylan? it was just
0: a few seconds uh, they announced it and everyone started cheering and then they put it up on the scoreboard once the, uh, everyone from the squad had made it into the uh, into the tunnel and into the um, dressing rooms
2: Well, and the funny thing is, is uh, it seems uh, from what I could tell, talking to a lot of the players after the match, the coaching staff didn't let them know about that. They wanted, I think, the players to come out full strength in that second half, and uh, so they sort of hid that announcement. Uh, I think Dylan and myself were probably some of the first people that were explaining that or 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 letting the players know that you know what had happened earlier in the night and that they'd made the playoffs. So. It was a pretty amazing night, uh, although maybe in the first half it didn't seem like it was going to be one of those amazing nights. It's, it almost seemed like it was going to be one of those, um, I don't know, disappointments. I don't know if you could say that because Real Monarchs are one of the top teams, but they've also been struggling uh, here in the end stretch. What are your thoughts still, and at least uh, up until about halftime, what were your thoughts on that match?
0: Well, we did have that... Um... We did have Alicia from Angels on Parade call in, and we all kind of predicted all right, like a one-goal victory at most. Um, and come halftime, I believe it was 2-1 at Orange County. So I kind of expected it to be done there. Uh, obviously it wasn't, but uh, things were a bit shaky those first ten minutes defensively, and that's pretty true of Orange County throughout the season. Um, we generally concede first, and and we did. Um looks like it was a, a bit of a defensive failure on a set piece. Um, Andre came out to get a ball that he didn't really need to come out to get center backs didn't jump as a result uh, I think it was right in one of the uh monarchs center backs just got a free header uh, and put it in the back of the net so that was a frustrating way to start off the game but they pulled one back pretty quickly they pulled two back really quickly actually
2: yeah I think those those two goals that we got back I mean they were almost instantaneous um i i forget who the first goal was but it was the second goal that just sort of stands out to me as the uh the awesome amazingness right i think that the second one was the noah powder one right
0: yeah uh and quinn opened up the first one adam uh, had a really nice through ball to seat out on the wing and then seat put one center quinn finished yes. it off and it was it was one beautiful play uh set off the night pretty well um even though it came in about 20 minutes after the uh, Monarchs' goal, I think once that happened, I think the club and, and the fans realized what was going to be happening all night
2: long. Well, and, uh, and then, that, I mean, the Noah Powder goal, I mean, what, what, uh, I, I don't know what anyone really can say with that Noah Powder goal. Uh, I know sort of lucky that you have a goalie out of position, uh, but it still takes quite a bit of skill uh, to do what Noah did. Uh, yeah, that was a really deep chip that, that he pulled yes. off.
0: And rightfully so, he was in goal of the week running. And I went and voted because I'm a wonderful Orange County fan and a, uh, a growing Noah Powder fan based on his last few weeks Um, and in the goal of the week. I haven't checked since then what it's currently looking at, but he was second in the standings by just 1%. So,
2: I, I, I don't get why he wouldn't be first. I mean... It, it, it probably looks a lot easier than it actually is uh, just based on uh, people are going to look at it and say, hey, the goalie was not in goal. All you have to do is just lob it over him. It, you know, how difficult is that? Uh, I ask anyone that thinks that's a pretty easy shot uh, to make uh, to go out and try it because uh, it's definitely not an easy thing to get the perfect shot with a lob like that um, from that distance and it was just a beautiful thing. So props to Noah Powder on that. Um, I know Dylan's talking about voting for the uh, goal of the week in the USL. I think this is just sort of a perfect time to throw this out there. Uh, I'm working on, and, and Dylan's sort of helping out this. Uh, I, I'm sure he'd be humble and say it's mostly mostly. It me, really is all you. <laughs> no, no, but I'm sending you out information asking for help, and you're, you're giving me your feedback on it, Dylan. But we're going to, um, at the end of the season here, we're going to do our first ever uh, Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards. Uh, it's going to be a, just a bunch of different uh, – you know, awards based on stuff like that. And one of the awards we're going to be doing is goal of the season. So that Noah powder goal, I can guarantee you is going to be one of the nominees for that. So what we'll be doing is we're going to, once we get maybe into the last week of the season, I I hate to do it too soon because you never know what might happen between now and the final match against Reno. Um, I don't want to sort of rule stuff out, but I also want to give all of you fans a chance to review it, answer, um, submit your votes so we can have that. I'm hoping to get a, at least a few votes from everyone so we can actually have some winners and not have, you know, a bunch of randomness. But definitely goal of the season will be one of those. Noah Powders' goal will definitely be on there. Uh, so we'll be giving you more information between now. F- follow us on Twitter uh, if you want to hear more about that so you can uh, cast your vote. And I, I know Dylan got a chance to sort of look at s- some of these topics. Um, we got some inspiration from Facebook from one of the counterline Coalition members. Andy sort of posted a, a Facebook post on it, and definitely uh, Andy. We're gonna go with the best hair. I, I, I definitely stole that topic from you, so uh, <laughs> Dylan. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you have any uh, random weird, you know, awards that you can think of that you'd suggest?
0: Oh man, not off the top of my head. I looked at the the list for the things um, because I am special enough to be allowed to do so. Can't really think of anything else. Uh, we don't have any crazy gimmicks like vegas so we can't say like best llama trainer or something (laughs) like that or yeah
2: like you said best best gimmick of the season you know llamas or money falling out of a helicopter or i don't know what else they've done literally anything dj in the locker room i mean there's so many uh vegas if you're gonna do an awards season definitely let us know what your what wins that because i'm sure dylan and i are very interested in that um but yeah no it's gonna be something fun and I figured it's a way that we can, once the season ends, the playoffs end, we can maybe just get one last end of the season, or maybe a couple episodes, because I think right now I have fifteen um, categories. Probably might try and squeeze those into two episodes. That way, uh, you get to hear our voice for a couple more weeks after the season ends, which I'm sure you guys are all excited about.
0: Oh yeah, because I'm sure, for some reason, people enjoy listening to my voice.
2: Hey, I, they love your voice. They, I mean, I, I think it might be yours <laughs> actually. Our, our, uh, our live our live broadcast recording. I mean, everyone's talking about your radio voice. Uh, I I admit I don't have a radio voice. Um, I think I have a better live in person voice in my opinion. For some reason, when I listen to myself on these recordings, I'm like, really, that's what I sound like. But maybe I'm just, maybe I think when I'm live, I think I sound great and I probably sound horrible. So.
0: Well, since we're completely off topic and it's not (laughs) even the second half of this, I'm just going to segue into this very, very stupid internet poll that um, a gnome, an OCSC gnome created uh to have me and my radio <laughs> voice announce an Orange County game um at at the field in in the press box uh and i imagine this is probably a a very very uh, long shot but there is a uh i think it's a change.org petition with like 3 signatures
2: oh only um, 3 come me.
0: on i think it's only 3 what's up with our county
2: line coalition why is is that's either they just don't like you dylan or it's
0: probably that
2: <laughs> <laughs> um now maybe to clarify so when we're talking about announcing at the state are you talking about like being like the stadium announcer where you like you know you'd be the one that yells out goal and all that stuff or are you talking about like trying to like um push your way into the broadcast booth for the espn plus broadcasts
0: we're talking about in the stadium uh doing the The goal stuff and the welcome and all that fun stuff. Though if ESPN uh, is hiring or whatever, shoot us an email. (laughs)
2: We'll have to maybe reach out to our good friend, uh, Corey Cohen, who joined us. uh, Man, it's been a a while now.
0: Yeah, it's It's been a few months, I think, since he's been here.
2: I know we're like 16 episodes in. I mean, who would have thought we would make it this far? Um, But, I mean, Corey, he was, you know, kind enough to join us uh, a couple months back. He does broadcast on ESPN plus, not just for USL, but for a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff. So um, maybe we should reach out to him and, you know, he can give you some pointers on what you need to do to get to, to maybe get, uh, look more professional. I don't uh, know. Sound more professional or be more professional. How do you get your foot in the door for announcing or broadcasting, right?
0: Yes. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Everyone go to change.org. I'll post the link on our Twitter and sign it. If you feel like it, or All right. tweet that people in power i don't know let's sort it out let's get me into a broadcast booth that i have no business being into
2: <laughs> hey you know what uh and this is totally off topic well not totally off topic, but you know i'm a huge clippers fan and there was um i had season tickets man 2010 so when dylan was probably in elementary school uh, i'm not
0: that young
2: we're, we're, i was well, in high school no 2010 no, yeah
0: 2000 no okay i was, was in eight years ago school.
2: yeah you were you were a kid um but I was at a Clipper match, and they had one of the radio personalities. I'm, I'm sure many of you, if you're sports fans, you'll know the name uh, Petros Papadakis. I think is how his name is. He's on um, one of the AM um, sports radio stations here in L.A. or Orange County or Southern California, whatever you want to say. But he uh, he actually was on the – he was the stadium announcer for like a quarter during one of the Clippers matches. So it's it's not, you know, this – weird thing that something like that would happen i mean i would assume for orange county soccer club dylan and i are the closest things to radio personalities uh for ocse so yeah
0: i am definitely a personality
2: (laughs) (laughs) and and and, you know i'm not saying that you know we're all that but i mean you know i've i've I, i think i tweeted on our twitter account a few like maybe a week ago saying hey come on local sports radio stations talk about orange county we're actually going to the playoffs uh, which i at least in orange county i think we're the only team doing that uh, right now so
0: i mean the angels can't and the ducks quote unquote best player just had knee surgery and he'll be out until december so i think that's a pretty fair assumption
2: yeah all right so um damn we we got like what 10 are... minutes in the episode and we already just started rambling <laughs> we just uh, wasted
0: <laughs> 3 minutes yeah. sorry everyone
2: yeah let's so let's get back just into this. <laughs> so let's get back into salt lake here um second half uh, you know, I, I think you know, I was hanging out with Dylan and the rest of the guys over at counterline Coalition. Uh, I was trying to recruit some of uh, some people over there. I actually was able to recruit uh, one of my uh, youth soccer players, and his dad came over and joined us probably for about the final 30 to 35 minutes of the match. Basically, uh, when we went on that scoring run in the second half, that's right after they had joined us. So they like to, you know, the, they, they sort of think of themselves as the good luck charms there. They joined uh, the celebration with us over there in the bleachers and all of a sudden we scored three unanswered goals and basically make the final score look like the match was a lot easier than it probably was most of the match um, and the, the funny thing is is when they brought over those smoke bombs at the beginning of the match I sort of jokingly said we don't have enough smoke bombs uh, for this match and I, I think when it all came to the end there I think we ended up using each and every of those smoke bombs right
0: yeah, um, though two were set off for Enneverton's goal because uh, it had been a few weeks and we were excited, so why not? We celebrate a little bit more for that one. But we are officially out, so hopefully the club has some reserve uh, smoke bombs for the uh, the Seattle match coming up.
2: You know, I will just say this: who who cares about the Seattle match? Club just make sure we have them for the playoffs because uh, we want that house rocking for the playoffs and. I mean, one of the ways to do that is with smoke bombs, right? Um, I don't know. The, the second half was just so f- so amazing. It, it, it almost is like a blur in my mind because, you know, like I said, both of us were at the stadium. Uh, we had recorded our live episode before, and I think it was just so many goals and goals and goals, especially late in that match there. Um, I can't really remember any of the goals standing out in my mind. Um, I don't know, Dylan, if, if you've gotten a chance to look back at that recently, uh, if there's any of those goals in the second half that um, you want to call a shutout to? Or?
0: Uh, I'll call out to two, really. Um, I think you called in the, the pre-match podcast for a Duke goal. And Duke, he, had, yes. he hadn't scored a, a league goal yet this season, and he put one in the 77th minute, um, and he seemed a little bit relieved. I know he plays a little bit further back generally than, than Quinn does, um, so he, he's not racking up a ton of assists or anything, but he got his goal I mean he works really hard and this is obvious he got his goal and it was well deserved um and also Envoltson who hadn't scored in a few weeks and seemingly getting a little bit of frustration uh missing chances and and just passes not coming his way but he put that one in and seemed like he got his confidence back a lot from that
2: well and we'll get into a little bit more but I I would say he's definitely got his confidence back um you brought up the christian duco i know you got a chance to speak with christian after the match uh let's hear what christian had to say when he spoke with dylan
0: so your first league goal for the year how was it uh, i mean, it was good as was uh,
3: you know the, the build-up play to it we uh, keep talking about the runs on top of the
2: edge of the box and um kind of went through it in, in film and uh, i just continued my run took a good touch and saw that the the back post was a little open and tried to tuck it away and good contact so um, to get that goal and put us ahead and then we talked about pressing um, throughout the game and um, I think we did a very very good job of
3: putting ourselves in situations when up higher on the field to, to win a ball and Koji got the,
2: the made the run and uh, you know great run and put it four on the board and now we'll kind of sit in and um, take care of the rest of the game
0: how do you feel with the team's performance tonight
2: um, it's, it's what we needed um, we got really good momentum really good chemistry everybody's
3: um, feeling good within the team and I think heading into the playoffs is very very important to, to keep that momentum going and continue to build off of each game going into the playoffs Because at that point each game is the final and um, we got to take care of business So to get that win and um, just huge momentum boost going forward uh, Awesome,
0: Thank awesome you, Christian. Have a good night
2: All right, so that was um, Christian Duke after the match with Dylan uh, And you know, I, I, like I said, we, we Dylan and I, we got to speak to actually quite a few of the players And, and Dylan spoke with a coach after the match Um I was impressed you know speaking with each of these players they all seem to be uh saying the same thing i'm not saying that they're like clones of each other but they were all definitely uh, mentioning how uh you know they're going on a good run right now it's a perfect time to do so uh, that they've got a great chemistry going on and um that they're they're focused and that they're ready to make this run deep in the playoffs i i don't know if you got the same impression when you talked with them um dylan but that's sort of what i was feeling when i was speaking to these players after the uh the real monarchs match
0: yeah, no, it was the same same reaction I got from them. Um, they seemed a little bit comfortable with that little rocky stretch that they had with the draws um, just before this this winning streak that they've uh, gone on to. They seemed comfortable, they knew they were in a good spot uh, with a few weeks left in the season, but it um, looked like complacency was becoming a little bit of an issue. Um, and then, just, they had two really good performances in those fightbacks, especially against Oklahoma, uh, and I think that that fight back and clawing back that result really instilled um, a good amount of confidence and belief in, in the team that uh, they're maybe better than a, a second through fourth place team that they really should be top of the top of the West and and having a really good crack at the
2: at the final this year. I I could not say it any better than that. I I definitely agree. Um... You know, I know we were getting a little worried there. Maybe I was really the one getting really worried there during that stretch of some draws or some drop matches. Um, but, you know, this this Real Monarchs match, yes, Real Monarchs has been struggling recently, but this was a statement match for the team. This is a, a match that uh, basically says to the rest of the USL, hey, we're we're ready for this and we're ready to, to uh, compete for this cup. And it's not just, you know, something that uh, is going to be going to cincinnati uh, at the end of the season it's definitely uh there's some competition there <sighs> um now uh you know like it like like i said earlier dylan and i we got to speak to a bunch of players um i want to co- make a or call a shout out to um some of the players out there that we don't really get to hear much from after matches it's you know either they're just uh either they don't play all the matches uh, or it's just maybe opportunities haven't come Uh, As often to speak with them, whether it's, you know, when when we speak to these players at the matches, it's just sort of Dylan and I like talking to other, like, hey, who should we speak to tonight? Uh, And it's usually where, you know, the first names that will come to mind are the goal scorers uh, or the players that make a big play. Uh, And sometimes that leaves the defensive players a little bit out of the out of the loop there. Uh, We got a chance to speak to a couple of those defensive players. One of those was Joe Mico, who I think's been a, a pretty solid piece for the club all season. Uh, and this yeah, is what a
0: podcast listener
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's one of our podcast listeners uh you know i pulled him aside i let him know you know that i'm from the orange or black soccer and like the first thing he says to me is oh i listen to you guys uh you know which I, I think i told dylan you know and i you know dude that just you know feels awesome to know that one of the players is actually paying attention to you um and the and the work that dylan and i are putting in on this so uh, here's what joe had to say uh after that match all right, so this is Ray Orange Black Soccer Cast here with Joe Amico. Joe, how does this victory feel for you guys tonight? Uh, it feels great,
3: honestly. Um, They're close on the table with us, so we just needed to get it done, and we did tonight. It's a great team victory. So,
2: so uh, at halftime, they announced to the the stadium that you guys had uh, qualified for the playoffs thanks to oh, another result. Right. Uh, I think the San Antonio Swole Park match. Yeah. You guys qualified for the playoffs. Did the coaching staff let you guys know at halftime, or? Uh, no, we had no idea. You had no idea. Honestly.
3: We just were focused on the game, so.
2: And then, of course, you guys knew going into this. All you have to do is get a couple points, and you guys qualified, right? Yep. Uh So you guys were up at halftime. You guys gave up a goal early in the second uh, half. What uh, What did you guys do as a team to, you know, look past that and and basically just put your foot to the pedal and? All right. we, uh,
3: we just came together as a team and told ourselves, you know, that we had to get this done and no matter what it was, we had to bounce back and we
2: did that twice tonight. So it's a big win and I'm just happy to be on this team. Awesome. And then last question for you, uh, your, your teammate Noah Powder, he's been on a tear here lately. Three goals and three matches and he hadn't scored before those. What, what is your thoughts on that?
3: Honestly, I'm not surprised at all. You know, Noah has so much talent and he's just kind of blooming and showing that each and every game. So I'm so happy for him. Hopefully team of the week. So. Awesome. And then last
2: question, uh, what can we expect uh, fans or what can the fans of Orange County expect You know, for the remainder, what, three matches of the season uh, heading into the playoffs? What can we expect out of you guys?
3: A high intensity. You know, we gotta, we want to win the league and it's still out there for grabs, so we just got to bring it every single day. So just high intensity and a lot of good play. Awesome. Thank you, man. Yep, no problem. Have a good one. Good game.
2: All right, so this is uh, this is just me being critical of myself. I just, you know, listening to that and listening to what I do uh, when I speak to some of these players. And even when I'm speaking with you, Dylan. Uh, I realize now I say the word awesome quite a bit. Um,
0: I think I do the same thing. No, I think I say either all right or all righty like way too much. And I listen back on these and I just, I feel like an idiot.
2: Well, and, and here's where I feel like an idiot is I tend to butcher uh, these like common sayings. So, you know, the common, common saying would be, you know, pedal to the metal. And I think like when I'm speaking with uh, uh, Mr. Amico there, Joe, uh, I, I say foot to the pedal or something like that i, I swear i do that at least <laughs> once an episode i will butcher a very common popular saying uh, and turn it to like my own thing so uh feel free universe or, or listeners if you want to make fun of me anytime i say like or i butcher a famous saying uh, feel free to to send out a tweet to us and just say hey caught ray saying this when he meant to say this or or whatever you want to say because uh I have no problem with it I, I I've noticed I've done that I I think I I realize that in the moment you'll hear me sort of just sort of like almost like if, if you're listening to that if I was to replay it again you almost can hear it in my mind I'm saying come on Ray what do you think and saying it that way or something like that so um, but yeah uh, I don't want to get too far into it because we're already you know deep into this episode and we still have another amazing match that we need to talk about uh, But is there anything else you want to just sort of mention about this match, Dylan, or any last thoughts on the Salt Lake City or Real Monarchs match?
0: Yeah, um, it was a team that was struggling. I mean, their results the the couple weeks prior really, really denote that they weren't playing particularly well. But we conceded early, and we conceded against a team that has statistically been better than us uh, four or five matches in the past. And... The club didn't, you know, the players didn't get down about that. They put their heads down and got to work, and we saw them really turn it on um, and and really push forward even even with one goal lead, even with two goal lead. Um, and then finally that third one to make it 5-2, they really turned it on. And I think that that bodes really well for the club moving into the playoffs. And um, having a rotating squad each week and having the same results come back big wins and, um, and big dominating uh, performances that bodes very well very very well coming to the playoffs so i'm excited
2: oh i i'm i'm excited as well um yeah it's 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 one of those things uh, i i get it you know i'm probably sometimes on that uh that side of the the table that says we need to fi- figure out who our starting 11 is and basically start them uh, and and work in those bench players but you know at this point of the season you know you've had a long season uh it's good to have those players that you can rotate in there uh you know we've had that rotating center back um pretty much most of the the season except for maybe the early part uh, which has come in handy because now you've got some fresh legs back there when other teams might be getting a little tired if they're starting the same guy over and over you got a uh, a healthy rich chapo making his way back into it and it looks like he's going to be ready to uh, be a big contributor uh, heading into the playoffs here. So, um, yeah, Real Monarchs, yes, they've been struggling, but it's still a quality victory, and it's a statement victory for Orange County. Um, let's do this. Let's pick our our player of the match uh, if we want to do that. Do you have a a thought on that, Dylan?
1: Oh,
0: man. Um, it's a tough Aiden one. Aiden Quinn. <laughs> I, it's got to be Aiden Quinn for me. Uh, he had a really great game, not only with the two goals and, and the penalty conversion. Um but just his play and, and dominating the midfield uh creatively as he does week in, week out, and he was rightfully uh included in the team of the week. Um though Noah Powder did get get snubbed, thought he was probably the best left sided attacking player, though I am extremely biased. But yeah, Aiden Quinn definitely for that match against Salt Lake.
2: And you know, you called out the the other name. You called out there. I, I was uh, leaning towards uh, Noah Powder as my player of the match or MVP of the match. Uh, uh, not just because of that beautiful goal, but I, I he's just in such a beautiful run of form there over those last few matches uh, with that Real uh, Monarchs match. So, um, but really, honestly, when you think look back at it, I mean, really, the whole team probably deserves to get some credit in there because it was it was a big team victory. This this team, you know they were up at halftime. They, they gave up a goal early in the second half. They could have just sort of um, faltered there, but instead they turned it on and just went crazy on, on real Monarchs. And, um, it was almost like one of those, you know, movies you watch where, uh, you know, you're just messing with them for a little bit and then you realize, oh, this is going to be a match. Let me take it seriously. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, you're up by three goals. So, um, and we mentioned that one clinched the playoffs, which was awesome. Uh, I don't know uh, about you dylan but i'm definitely uh uh hoping to attend as many playoff matches as i can especially if they're at home i don't know if i'll be able to make any road playoff matches uh, i'd love to um I- i'm sure you'll do your best to, m- to make it out to those but uh, uh and i'm sure there's quite a few of you out there that are orange candy fans that'll be traveling if you can but uh yeah go playoffs i think
0: yeah we and we solidified last last night uh the wednesday night match versus vegas solidified at least one home. The match. first game would be a home match yes and the the way the last few weeks have been going i think we might be able to lock up at all these second home. home yeah so i'm i'm hoping they're all home because that that'll help save some money for uh what ends up hopefully um if it has to be an away match hopefully a trip to cincinnati or something Nah, uh, you know though maybe they'll get knocked out in the first that, round like they yes, generally do and yes. we can just play at home the entire time
2: that would be that would because that's I mean. cheaper if, if if I wasn't so worried about who's listening to this, I, I would have to say earmost right now, but I'm not even going to get there. That would be amazing. And, and you guys, you grown-ups know what word I would throw between, you know, be and amazing, you know. There's a word that I would throw in there. But um, So let's talk about the Las Vegas match. Uh, that was a pretty interesting match. I know, again, Dylan, you were out there um, watching on ESPN plus look like the the game was in like this like weird uh i don't know if you want to say like stephen king or m night Shyamalan movie or something (laughs) like that just some crazy fog pink fog (laughs) covering the stadium i mean i think there was at one point where the ref actually like stopped play for like two or three minutes because yeah it was really funny (laughs) because you you were looking you're looking at on tv you couldn't even see like the goalie's face you could just see this outline of like a goalie um, sitting in this fog, and, and I'm sure, you know, if the goalie's sitting in that, he probably can't look down the field and see everything. Um, Yeah, you said that was pretty funny, right, Dylan?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, their keeper, I think it's Farino is his last name, he <laughs> he wears all pink, and he wears pink tights, so, like, he is just a, like, a pink figure in a pink cloud. He was impossible to see, <laughs> and I think that was the issue that the ref was having. Um, When they, when he... Kind of blew it dead for a minute or two i was just laughing it's, this is only in vegas would this happen
2: it's like a scene from that uh that disney movie dumbo the pink elephants on parade or something like that right with just like crazy pink smoke in the sky that's pink and but uh yeah uh, that was a crazy game um orange county went up early 2-0 uh, gave up three and unanswered and i think maybe you know Any of us are like, great. I mean, we just come off this big victory against Real Monarchs, and now we're going to blow a 2-0 lead to Las Vegas. Uh, I know we're in Las Vegas, but still, it's Las Vegas. You know, it's a a team that's basically nothing to play for, and we're looking to um, solidify home field in the playoffs. But, you know, hey, got to have faith in this team, I guess, because they were able to claw their way back and uh, cement the or get the victory there.
0: Yeah, um pretty much all of Las Vegas' goals came from defensive mishaps. Um they very nearly uh, I think it was Raul Mendiola, very nearly had a ball thirty ish minute thirty if thirtieth ish minute. Wow, that was really difficult. Was
2: that the one off the post or the crossbar? That one off the
0: crossbar. Um that he was unlucky not to have scored there because he definitely picked our uh Oh he deserved that picked one. our defense apart. Um it was a very frustrating match to watch, in all honesty. Our, our defense left a lot to be desired for the first, I would say, sixty minutes, uh, or maybe fifty minutes. Whereas, just they, I don't know if they weren't getting into a nice rhythm, um, or if they were just feeling a little bit awkward, um, or maybe the surface, because uh, the the grass was. A lot of players were slipping, so I don't know if it was just a combination of all those things, but they did not look sure of themselves uh, in the back, and it was that the was pink pretty. Fog. Maybe it was the pink fog, but it was pretty obvious that they didn't look particularly comfortable with themselves for the first I don't know 50, 60 minutes, and and that says as to why Vegas scored three goals.
2: No, definitely, and um, you know, it's uh, it was interesting. Uh, like you said, there was some um, you know, slippage out there. The players were just falling left and right um i i I don't know what to think about it uh you know i i was watching the the or listening to the announcers on the broadcast and they brought up something and and i hadn't really thought about it maybe too much but they had brought up the idea that uh that uh what is it um andre uh, hasn't quite been the same Andre Rolls that we saw in the early part of the season because I think they had even mentioned that Andre Rolls had been uh, voted as like the keeper of the halfway point of the season or whatever uh, and I think roughly ever since he's come back from his injury I don't know if there's if that has to do with it or maybe he's just sort of just not informed but um, he doesn't seem like the Andre Rolls that we saw earlier in the season I don't know what your thoughts are on that Dylan
0: I <sighs> yeah it's it's hard to say at the very beginning of the season he had some distribution issues um, and when when he gets pressed pretty uh, difficult pretty hard he has some difficulty in um, maybe making the right decision as to where to play the ball and sometimes trying to play like a short um, a short pass when he really would just be better off kind of booting it out and having the team reset but he's still a really quality keeper Um, I in considering he didn't play at all the season prior in, in a competitive match he's been really solid um, I still trust him as our as our number one um, and I am sure the last few weeks he probably hasn't been completely proud of himself with with some of the with some of the games and the way things have gone um, he's gotten unlucky in some instances and and he's made some mistakes in others but I think we saw a little bit more um, in the Vegas match of of working those mistakes out there there wasn't a wasn't a point where he was calling for a ball that he he didn't have business getting um i think it was vegas's first goal um he probably could have gotten up there and uh, and the initial ball that was played and he probably could have gotten up there and actually caught the ball the you know, option to to parry it out but um he was also trying to to get through traffic and and competing with a vegas player who was jumping up so you know it's the split second decisions that that punish you a lot if you're a defensive player as opposed to a to an attacker but he's been solid for us and and I don't think we need to be necessarily harsh on him or, or, or critical of him um, if he keeps turning in what I would say is is still good performances
2: um, you know I, and I'm not trying to, to say hey we need to switch our goalie, we need to put in maybe uh, Casey Byers or we need to try and uh, get Lopez in there. Uh, i i agree with you um is our number one keeper i don't think there's any question about that uh i just early in the season it was almost like you know you felt very comfortable you felt very safe with him in there you felt like he was going to make all the saves that you would expect for him to make uh and you know then he gets that injury uh comes back from the injury and you know maybe there's some some situations there maybe it's just still trying to work your way back into it maybe uh, what it is uh you know i can't get into the mind of andre rolls i can't say anything and, and again this is just going off of what the announcer are saying that maybe they haven't seen the same andre rolls as we saw earlier in the season hey uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast i want to let you know too is uh we've tried doing this thing i know we tried it a couple weeks ago we did it uh, at no woods we did a live broadcast we're trying this thing out where we're actually uh, broadcasting as we record so you can hear us basically live uh, we can't you know you know fix mistakes we can't change anything if we if we do a mistake while we're doing a live broadcast it's going to be stuck in there we can still go edit stuff for the podcast later uh but you know i i appreciate it we actually have uh you know a listener here uh, that goes by the name of logan dollar uh and and i'm just gonna, i know who that is <laughs> i'm gonna throw this out to you Dylan, because uh you know he's actually chatting on there so i want to you know recognize him and he's asking how vegas was so i don't know dylan if you want to just give us a quick uh Just overall impression of of Vegas, the city, Vegas, the stadium, Cashman Field, uh, just your experience at one of their matches, because I know we've talked about their matches in the past, how they're just sort of this crazy spectacle. Um, Maybe give your like, you know, 30 second to a minute uh, uh, thoughts on Vegas.
0: All right. Let me get out to it. Um, Vegas is an insane city. I'd never been before. I've driven through plenty of times and never stopped. I don't think I ever need to stop in there again. Um, It's crazy. I saw much more than I really needed to um, read into that, as you will. And <laughs> in terms of Cashman Field, the quality of the pitch was, was pretty bad, even though that um, the grass has just been laid in for the last few weeks. I think since Labor Day was the last time that a baseball game was played there. So um, it was better than Fresno, but still left a lot to be desired. The stadium is, of course, a baseball stadium, so it's not ideal for for games, uh, and you end up sitting really far away from the pitch, unless you are um, a member of the electric light company, or I believe it's, um, what is it, Luzi Fuerza? Um, I took French in high school, so apologies for the Spanish butchering. Um, Yeah, the pitch wasn't great, but they did definitely, they have a better DJ set up than we do, uh, unsurprisingly, and llamas are a very Uh, stupid gimmick that
2: poop on the field so well uh, okay so you say you say they have a better dj setup we don't have a dj
0: yeah i mean that's probably why i mean we
2: have have someone up in the in the booth playing off i think amazon music or something like that i mean by 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 the way orange county if you guys want a dj i used to dj i didn't i never did turntables but i can mix i can mc i can get your crowd going you know hit me up you know where to find me um (laughs) But,
0: uh, We're gonna make the dream team of guys that probably <laughs> you're definitely qualified to do that.
2: Uh, qualified for what?
0: To be uh, DJing at games. I mean, I have no business being on a broadcasting booth, but I'll do it. I mean, I'll <laughs> I I'll
2: I'll get up there. I mean, uh, I know we've sort of toyed with the idea of of setting up a live uh, recording slash broadcast of our podcast actually at the stadium in the fan zone, uh, which I'm still hoping to set up something on the air, uh, which I think would be pretty cool because. Uh, you know, hey, it's it's just awesome. Um, uh, Logan on here was also asking if, if I plan, I, I, I'm I going to assume plan on being uh, with CLC for the remainder of the season. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to be there for the Seattle match. I'm hoping to attend any home playoff matches, uh, barring any crazy um, scheduling conflicts. But, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, is my birthday is October 19th. And so my wife is talking to me about, you know, do, do we want to save October twentieth, uh, maybe to do some sort of you know night out, uh, you know get some friends together or go you know drinking or whatever? And I, the first thing I told them, I'm like, hey, no, we're not scheduling anything on the twentieth because that's a possible home game for the playoffs. Uh, Bring I want- to the game. You can drink to the games. <laughs> I wanted to keep that day open because I wanted to definitely uh, be able to go to that first round playoff matchup. Uh, As long as we're playing at home, I pretty much am going to say yes, I will be at the matches. I'm going to be trying to bring out my family with me. I have two little boys that are ages 6 and 8. My 6-year-old will probably be, because I know there's always a few young kids up there with uh, Candlelight Coalition, and and some of the younger kids will get a soccer ball and go play up at the top of the bleachers uh, where they're slipping and falling on that slippery metal surface. But um, I'm sure my 6-year-old probably will end up doing stuff like that. Uh, it probably will be tough for him though because he loves watching soccer. Uh, I was watching the highlights of the Vegas match today, and he was like getting ready for soccer practice, and he hears the announcer on the uh, on the stream say "Enervolt," and he said, "Oh, you're watching Orange County." Uh, he's he's into it. He loves soccer. He'll watch soccer uh, left and right. He was actually pretending the other day that uh, he was playing a soccer match, and it was Orange County versus Manchester City, and he was telling me Orange County was winning six to five. So. I will take that. Nice scoring game. (laughs) Um, I had had to sort of uh, tell him, you know, I don't think that would be the score. Man City is a lot better than Orange County. I don't want to get Orange County fans upset, but, I mean, you have to be a realist on it. Uh, um, uh, I would love Orange County to whoop on Manchester City, but I don't think that would happen at all realistically unless it's, you know, the Manchester City G team or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I plan on being at the matches um, supporting Orange County and, and hanging out with the, uh, the smoke infused area. If we still have smoke, uh, for the playoffs. All right. Um, hmm. where'd it go from here? We talked a little bit about the Vegas game. You know, it was, it was awesome to see Michael Seaton back. I, I will yeah. say that. I, I think that's something that was missing. And, and you notice we bring back Michael Seaton and and Voltson scores a couple goals, uh, Coincidence, Or is that a proof that they have really built a pretty good chemistry there and um, they thrive off one another?
0: I think they that's definitely the case, and teams have a very hard time trying to single out two players who are lethal in front of the net. I haven't checked the last couple weeks. They were, at last time I looked, the most prolific duo in the USL. I would be amazed if that's not the case, because Enavoldson's on 19 goals, and I believe Seton is now on 13 goals, not to mention Ennevoldson's nine assists, and Seton's six assists. And that's all off the top of my head, so that may not (laughs) be necessarily true.
2: Look at you trying to show Um, off.
0: Look at me trying to show off. But very, very good odds so far. Um, It was a great match, and I think if we're going to talk about Ennevoldson and Seton, we need to pick men of the matches. And I would actually like those of you who are listening tweeted us or uh, Logan, if you're still listening to the live one um,
2: chat comments
0: yeah. on the, uh, yeah, chat us up and say, who's your man in the match for Vegas um, for the Vegas match. And so I'll let you, since I brought this up this time, who was your man of the match, Ray?
2: Um, so for me, I'm going to have to go with, uh, Thomas and uh, two goals on the night. I, 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 I will admit not the most difficult of goals i think the second goal was a little bit more difficult than the first uh, the first was just sort of pure luck uh, ball just deflects right to where he was uh, if it was a pass from one of our from one of his teammates it would have been offsides but because of the way uh, the ball deflected back there it ends up being a wide open goal for him um and logan agrees with me uh, i just watch i'm watching him chat or, or post on the uh the mix lr app uh, that his was in a volton as well um also, just you know, great to see him back on the score sheet over these last uh, couple matches, and maybe making a late season push. I, I know it's probably a little too late um, in the season, but making that last little push to try and maybe claim that golden boot. What about you, Dylan?
0: Sorry about that. Um, there you. Are. I I am here. Yes, yes. Um, I was looking at Logan's comments and got distracted. I had muted myself. I'm mean, going to actually, despite the fact that there's statistics are about even with two goals and assists, I have to say that Seton's mine, um, just because he did it in 45 minutes as opposed to in 90. But um, that's a really tough call for me to make. Honestly, I went back and forth on deciding uh, who did it, and really the only way I can say that uh, Seton would get the nod for me over Ennevoldsen was the fact that he uh, was that impact sub for us. Um, though Ennevoldsen's first goal, baiting, the Vegas keeper out and then beating him at his near post, sending him the wrong way. It was so, so sweet to watch in the stands. Um,
2: it almost sounds I, like Seton does to you what Walker Hume does to me.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, <laughs> we obviously have our favorites and I think anyone who's listened to at least one episode of our show would know that, uh, Seton is by far my best or my favorite player on the team and, and Walker is definitely yours. Um, <laughs>
2: i still i still don't know how walker hume became my favorite i i i think it was just uh, what was it it was just you know the whole when when hoyville came in it sort of just hume just got thrown to the bench for like a month and a half and i think that just sort of it evolved from there i'm like what happened with him he didn't do anything wrong um and yeah but
0: free walker <laughs> should have made you some shirts or something.
2: <laughs> i should yeah instead of investing money on uh uh, podcast shirts. I should have made free Walker shirts or something like that. I, I don't know. That's what should. That should been. be my new hashtag for Twitter: Free Walker. <laughs> um, yeah, he played.
0: He and he had a an okay match. It definitely was not the the same quality of the Fresno match. Our, or yeah, uh, Really, any of the other matches. Our defense
2: was uh, a little shaky in that biggest match, um, but I'd rather be shaky now than in a few weeks. So, uh, get it out of your system, guys. Uh, let's let's. Get all the mistakes out now so that we can be focused and we can play perfect matches uh, in a few weeks here. Yeah. All right. Um, really quick, uh, you know, as we always do, we, we, we actually spent a lot of our rambling time earlier on this, but we still have a, 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 at least one topic that I want to discuss. Uh, big news out of the USL this, uh, this past week was the rebranding uh, and the name change of the three levels now of the USL. Um, so you have the USL Championship, which is where Orange County will be playing. You have the USL First Division, which is the new division that's going to be started next season, and then you have USL League One, USL League Two, which is the PDL league. Uh, and I think there's some mixed thoughts on it uh, around the social media universe, uh, internet blogs, and all that stuff. I will say this: I this is where I'm maybe going to get a little bit. Uh, editorial or whatever you want to call it is I have no problem with it. I, I you know, people are, are bashing, Hey, we're copying England. What's the point of it? Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of stupid I guess is what I've seen some people say, you know what? I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a pretty decent naming scheme. It works in England. Uh, there's nothing wrong. I, I know as Americans we like to say, you know, me, you know, America, uh, we, we, <laughs> could, we could copy England, especially, you know, soccer is, England's better at soccer than we are for the most part so what's wrong you with copying the them I mean you have uh you have other countries around the world want to copy you know NBA or copy you know this and that you know you have uh, India they want to copy Hollywood they create Bollywood you know it, it it's something you know it's it's a good sort of example of what you're following and people were disappointed in the whole promotion relegation not being part of this announcement um a. Promotion relegation would be ridiculous at this point in the USL's sort of lifespan. Uh, You don't have enough quality League One teams that would be able to move their way up to the championship if they qualified for promotion. So then you'd end up having pretty much half of your teams that are getting promoted saying, nah, never mind, we'll stay where we are, and then it just becomes even more of a laughing stock. So uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on this naming scheme, the championship, League One, League Two... Uh, And the lack of pro uh, promotion relegation, Dylan. Yeah, pro rel. Um, I think
0: the naming is actually gonna be a lot better. D three makes it sound like it's it's pretty amateur. It makes it sound like the Mighty Ducks third
2: movie. I. What was the name of that movie? No, at all. That's they. I know they marketed it as D two for the second movie. and I think there was a third movie.
0: I'm sure there was. I think it's better just for the for the league it makes it seem a little bit more professional for these d3 teams and even the uh pdl teams and and that's the kind of like unified structure that we should be looking for and on the on the lack of pro rel if you don't want to see soccer in the united states succeed then let's introduce pro rel right now and just watch teams go bankrupt um like just watch richmond suddenly drop into into the pdl because <laughs> they can't afford to play one they can't afford to pay players that are going to make them competitive and and we've seen a good amount of that uh, over on the east coast this year and they've struggled and probably their wage bill um for their entire team is is less than some of the cincinnati players uh, let's be realistic might like, even be less I, than some, Audi, yeah, uh, some of our players yeah some of our Better players and higher earners definitely deserve their paychecks. um, But Richmond has not been that team. And so if you have teams like that and you're pushing them up just because they happen to be better than PDL teams, you're going to kill those clubs. So we'll see what comes five, ten years down the line. USL gets situated, makes a good challenge, and then hopefully some sort of geographic pro-rel comes in. It's never a debate I care to really get into with people <laughs> on soccer Twitter. It doesn't matter to me. If I want pro-rel, I'll watch my English team, and I'll watch them get promoted from League 2 into League 1. You're a little town. And hopefully town. they'll do the same. Into, yeah, the happy hatters. Um, <laughs> if I turn around, I can look at the three jerseys and
2: the polo shirt that are hanging up right now. Um, so, <sighs> quick, quick thought. So, I did look it up. D3 was the name of the third Mighty Ducks movie. It was titled D3, The Mighty Ducks. So, literally... If you keep that name D3, then you're going to have all these hockey players thinking it's some sort of hockey thing. Um, but uh, I, I I love the ambition there, and I love the fact that they're not being too ambitious here. You have, like, eight teams that are choosing to be in the third division. Um, you have, like, you know, uh, what is it? Toronto is dropping down to the third division. You have a couple other teams that I think are dropping down. And then you have a team like, um, dude, what's the... Um, the New York team uh, that took a year off here. I, uh, it's the cost. the Rochester. We're we talking about Rochester rhinos, right? Yeah. 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 yeah they they sort of, of they took a season off and now they're going to come back as a D3 team. If you have these teams that are already saying, Hey, we don't want to compete. We don't want to have to meet the, the 5,000 seat uh, requirement for our stadiums and this and that. What's the thing that, okay. They go to D3. They have a great season. Now they qualify for D2. Are they going to really want to do that and have to invest? They're already sort of saying they don't want to. Um, so it, it's pro-relegation, promotion relegation. I I hope that it's something down the line. I hope it's definitely in the the thoughts. And I know even um, with part of the announcement, USL did a QA. and a They released it on, at least on Twitter, I saw it and uh, one of their statements on pro relega- uh, promotion relegation was uh, that it's that currently the United Soccer League is focused on establishing a successful new third division in USL League 1 to help fill out the professional US soccer structure which is necess- which is a necessary precursor to any implementation of a promotion and relegation system that said the new structure does lend itself well to some form of promotion relegation in the future so Even USL is sort of, and it could be they're just sort of feeding us the information for the people that are interested in it and they don't really have the plans on it. I don't think that kind of statement really is trying to do that. I I really believe them when they're saying, in the future, we want to do it. But I think they understand that you can't really do it right now. And like you said, Dylan, um, doing it right now would probably lead to the failure of maybe not just the USL, but just soccer in America. Um, I get it. MLS is its thing. I I think MLS is always going to be its own entity. Uh, um, but
0: big as they are about sharing weird rules and player allocation money and all the weird stuff and roster stuff that goes into the MLS they're not big on sharing soccer in the US so I don't particularly
2: care (laughs) I mean hey USL is like almost going to become this like true soccer um, you know league it's going to sort of model what you expect out of other FIFA sanctioned leagues in, in Europe in Mexico, South America, and Asia where you're going to have potentially, I guess this is all speculation, I, I, I can't say I've heard any sources from USL say yes for sure in 10 years we're going to have it. Um, but I like the, the, the way the structure is made. I like the design of it. I like that each level is going to have like its own color scheme. So I think the the championships like gold, uh, one of them is red and one of them is blue. I think uh, this is off the top of my head there. But um, I think it definitely is now set up where in the future if you can get a very Solid established three tiers of soccer. You can start implementing some sort of um, promotion and relegation on There and then um, part of that whole announcement too is they they have this new cup competition that they're going to be doing um, This is totally separate from the US Cup the US Open Cup. It's gonna be a I don't know Is it the USL Cup now is what it's gonna be or? Or I think the I, US. I don't L- remember what they were
0: calling it at I all. I forget
2: how the name is going to be, but it's it's. Uh, I I think on Facebook some people were asking is you know there's a lot of competitions now because you're going to have the league, you're going to have the USL Cup, and you're going to have the US Open Cup. That's three competitions now. Teams are going to be uh, competing for. Uh, is that sort of normal? And I, I again I look back into England. In England, you have at least three cups that you're playing for each year, uh, as a team, even if you're in the second, third, or fourth tier. Um, let alone if you get, you know, qualify for a European competition. I, I, I think was, I, I think remembering something, someone was, I think it was like the Champion League or something like that, or the Champions Cup or something. So, but who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a good step. I like the design. I like that you kept some of the old look on the logo, um, but you still got this new look and you have this, you know, set structure of three leagues now. Um, and there's a clear divide between what these leagues are now. You have, you know, the championship is the top of the crop. The league one is uh, top of the crop. Top of the crop. The crop. Yeah, <laughs> are you? you weren't lying uh, earlier. You got to tweet that out. <laughs> Remember, I said it. If if I if I butcher a common saying or a famous saying or phrase, you got to tweet it out. You know, catch I'm me on, on now. it. Yes. I'm going to
0: beat all of you to it.
2: Yes. Um. Yeah. Top of the crop. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying is you, know, you got the championship, you got League One, you got League Two. I think it's good for U.S. soccer and it's good for the USL. It'll be awesome to see on there. Um. Hmm. All right. So, any other random stuff to talk about, Dylan? I don't know if you had yes. Any... Oh, I Dylan definitely has something. Ooh, he's got something. What do you got, yes. Dylan?
0: Okay. So last night the league tweeted out with Aiden Quinn's 10th goal that he has. I think he's the third player in USL history to have a double double season, or maybe the third. USL player this season. Um, did not know that a double double is considered a thing outside of in and out. Um, but Aiden Quinn, 13 assists, 10 goals in 32 matches. Um, Thomas Ennevoldsen is right there. He's obviously on his 19 goals. He's at nine assists right now, and along with Quinn, he is our uh, kind of our primary creative um, outlet. So I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see him pick up uh, another assist. In the next two weeks, and would have two players with, with double doubles on our club. So if you're wondering why we've scored so many goals, and I think it's uh, the most goals by one in the USL. I think it's something like sixty-seven. Um, goals. There's your answer, and it's why we've done so well this year, and and that's amazing. Um, we're killing it uh, offensively and and defensively, and. You know, maybe he doesn't get the golden boot, but uh, Enobolson's definitely definitely up there in consideration of one of the most valuable players in the league. Um, definitely in the West, but also within the league as well.
2: No, definitely. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I don't have much more to say. I, I think my big thing that I want to talk about was the whole USL rebranding thing. I was excited about it. Um, I, I agree with the sort of the way it's going. Uh, so awesome there um fans we have one last home game of the season of the regular season so make sure you make way out, your way on out to championship soccer stadium next saturday which i believe is october 6th uh if i have that correct yes october 6th against seattle sounders too we're gonna have one more episode between now and then so uh we're not going to really get into the preview of that match we'll talk about that we're pretty much going to dedicate next episode to that and then we'll sort of um, give you the breakdown on how the uh, Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards um, voting will go. Uh, we'll send out a tweet. Facebook uh, we will post something on our website. For those of you that want to participate on that, we have right now 15 topics. I'm just trying to see if we can find it or if we can think of any more good topics. I know some of the suggestions I saw on Facebook, someone was saying best tattoos. Uh, I would love to do that, but I don't really have a way to judge best tattoos because I don't know all of the players' tattoos and I don't think I'm comfortable, and I'm, I'm sure Dylan's not. I'm not going to go up to these players after the match. Hey, uh, show me all your tattoos uh, so we can take a picture <laughs> of them and our fans can vote who has the best. Uh, but definitely um, next episode we'll talk about the, the match. We'll talk about that, and we'll sort of get into previewing uh, the end of the season here as we head into the playoffs. Uh, I know um, playoff tickets are going to be going on sale to the general public here in the next few days. Uh, If you want to jump on board and get yourself some um, guaranteed seats in the playoffs, feel free to uh, contact the soccer club. Uh, Look into maybe signing up for some season tickets next year. I think you can do a a minimum deposit uh, to at least hold your seats, get some playoff tickets uh, and come support your local team. You got to support your local team. The only Orange County team that's heading into the playoffs here uh, in the next month or two. Uh, Unfortunately, the professional baseball team did not qualify for playoffs. So, hey, uh, they're fine. if you lo- if you like to support a team that has a chance to win a title, uh, even if you're one of those people that likes to jump on bad one bandwagon, jump on it for the playoffs here for Orange County. Let's fill up that stadium. Let's get a bunch of fans in there and uh, let's cheer for our team. Uh, maybe we can help convert you into a permanent fan with Orange County. Um, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot to do this earlier, but a reminder that Orange County or the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is part of BGN, the Beautiful Game Network. BGN.FM is where you can find not just our podcast, but many, many podcasts that are uh, dedicated to USL soccer clubs. You got uh, our friends over at Shot Pod. Uh, you got our friend, uh, John uh, Mascalu- Ma- Mascaluso, Macaluso. Um, I'm butchering his name at this point, but uh, he actually has a podcast uh, for Reno, which we're going to maybe try and reach out to him and see if he wants to join us because we're facing Reno to end the season. Uh, you can check out his podcast there. They just recently joined the network. bunch of podcasts over there to listen to, uh, and also head over to Angels on Parade. They've got not just uh, you know information about our podcast, but they got uh, co- great coverage of Orange County Soccer Club, including match previews, match reviews, uh, team news. Uh, they've done some recent uh, interviews with the the coaches and the players, so it's a good spot to go and get some information about the club that uh, that you want to see. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. There's no soccer this weekend, Dylan. Do you have any big plans?
0: Uh, I should probably do some homework. Homework. Huh. Uh, might go to a classical music concert. At the uh, wait, classical like music Cifix symphony. Is that? I'm it, a cultured man. Is that for class? I'm a soccer hooligan? No, no, just for fun. So you I'm a soccer? Hooligan, so you're a soccer like hooligan
2: music. that goes to classical music.
0: I am, like I said earlier, I am a personality. I don't know what kind. So you're but gonna I am go listen one. to
2: like some like Beethoven or Bach or. I don't know who
0: they're playing this weekend. I think it's a little more
2: romantic music. So oh, it might be Dvorak, So hopefully I have it's... no idea who that is. Did you say did you say hopefully it's a little bit more romantic?
0: Uh so rom- romantic music is not um the way that we think of it. It's a is a I musical can, era and a liter- a literature era. Okay. Well, I'm just
2: <laughs> Get, Dude,
0: getting knowledge. Ooh, dropped, look you're like
2: slamming on your desk there, man. I'm I'm getting under uh, Dylan's skin here, talking about just uh, <laughs> in his romantic music. Um, I might be dropping
0: some things, and, and
2: that's what's. <laughs> and now I've just wrapped my knuckles accidentally. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, you know. Uh, I need to hit up. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter because I'm trying to set up a match, a FIFA 19 match on Xbox against the guys from. Uh, down in the valley podcast which are the rgv uh guys uh, i forget which one who joined us a few weeks ago jacob jacob yes there we go jacob uh joined us uh and i'm trying to see if we could set up maybe uh myself versus one of them on fifa 19 by the way uh i'm still trying to get used to fifa 19 so i sort of suck at it so maybe not the greatest idea by me i'm gonna get embarrassed but uh, make it a
0: 2v2 i'll jump oh, in. you
2: there. jump in you don't have xbox that's true <laughs> Uh, But uh, we're going to try and get that set up. And if we get that set up, we're going to actually throw it on the website. If you go to our live uh, page on our website, uh, not only you can listen to this, but uh, we have a spot on there where we can uh, uh, broadcast myself on Xbox uh, playing FIFA games. Uh, So if anyone ever wants to watch that, uh, go on there. I just go on randomly. Uh, But like I said, I suck right now. Um, I don't know. All right. So I think it's time to end this. This is going to be one of those nice long hour and 15 minute episodes of the podcast. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard to condense stuff when you are talking having about fun. two great wins and having fun. Uh, I know, Dylan, uh, really quick before this, I know you got to speak with uh, Michael Seaton after the Vegas match. Um, maybe we should just hear what Michael Seaton had to say after the Vegas match uh, as sort of a last little uh, hurrah for this episode. What do you think?
0: Sounds good. Other than giving me a, a five seconds to complain about the fact that my Michael Seaton jersey is going to take something like three weeks to get here,
2: so you may have it for the playoffs.
0: I may have it for the playoffs. If anyone in the club is listening, just print Put one rush on it with man. his name, and I will give you eighty dollars. I don't care. Like just, I want it.
2: You act like now. You you act like like the club has like you know the the printing machine for the shirts or jerseys I, or whatever. I think they do. I think think I'm they pretty do.
0: sure they do. Yeah.
2: Someone make it happen.
0: Ben. Ben, I know you're the one that does that. Get
2: Dylan a, a jersey. Uh, he wants his Michael Seaton. It's almost like that old MTV thing. I want my MTV. I want my Seaton jersey. There you go. Hey,
0: that's... Seriously, I got the 80 bucks. I'll... Whatever. We'll make it work.
2: If, if you want to give me the 80 bucks, I can maybe find some guy, a like, random guy that can print you up something that looks like a Seaton jersey. No. No, okay. no I'm fine. You want the official thing. All right. All right. Michael Seaton. Michael Seaton, after the Las Vegas match, here's what he had to say
0: came on at the half tonight and had quite, quite a night and you're back from injury. How do you feel? I feel good. Especially coming off the bell, helping the team win once again. You know what I mean? So I contributed to keeping the uh, first place going. How's your shoulder feel after tonight? Uh, I mean, scoring the goals, adrenaline started kicking in. Especially uh, the fact that we're down and we know that we have had to win this game. I think adrenaline started to pump after the first goal and then I didn't feel it afterwards. Got it. What was the team's plan coming into tonight? Just secure a point. Just secure three points. You know what I mean. That's be I mean, nothing less. You know what I mean. And if we accomplish that, even though it's ugly, you know what I mean, we still got the job done.
1: How'd you
3: feel about tonight's Pitch. Uh,
0: I mean, it's not the best, but it's not awful. You know what I mean. I'm from Jamaica. I've, I've had worse than that. So if you get if you, my uncle, my stepfather, always said if you can play on any pitch. If you know what I mean, you can play here.
2: I, I love the. I'm from Jamaica. I can play on anything. Uh, that's just. I think that's the name of our podcast episode right there. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that or uh, two goals and (laughs) assists, but I can't get that damn hat trick.
2: Uh, Well, uh, that's going to end our episode here. Uh, I want to thank anyone that's jumped on to listen to us live. Thanks for coming on and listening to us live. Uh, For those of you that are listening to the podcast, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, feel free to head back to some of the past episodes. Uh, Check out what we have to say. We always reference things from our past episodes, so it's always good to know what we are saying. In the past for those of you that have come back each and every episode thanks for listening to us each and every episode we appreciate that it's definitely what helps make us do what we're doing here uh, so with that said uh, for Dylan this is Ray and this is the Orange and Black guest we're out
0: you
2: Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.